point is that sometimes when people find somebody who's filled with the Holy Spirit, their first impulse is to clamp down. This happens even with the people who are closest with God. Joshua, Moses, the second in command, sees these two elders uh, who are filled with the Holy Spirit, and he doesn't expect the two of them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Either they're speaking in another language, or they're maybe dancing or prophesying. Uh, and so he goes to Moses and he says, Moses, those two guys aren't supposed to be prophesying. And then even the Apostle John, who's so good, uh, goes to Jesus because there's, as Jesus' healing power is becoming known to more people, uh, there's somebody who's casting out demons using Jesus' name. So John goes to Jesus and says, you know, Jesus, there's some guy using your brand and it's working. Like, nothing can stop doing that because we don't know who this guy is. And in both cases, Moses, he says to Joshua, with it, all of God's people were prophets like this. Don't stop two extra people from doing this. We need this. And Jesus also says, whoever isn't against us is for us. We need people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. One of my professors from the seminary, an incredible priest named Father Peter Cameron, he says this, these days, if you meet somebody with consistent joy, one of three things is going on. Either that person is clinically insane, or they have really good medication, or they have real faith. And Father Cameron, for me, was a person like that. When I first met him, when I started seminary, it was so clear that he was such a real, he was a real person who had this really deep trust in what God was able to do through him, even through his brokenness, uh, and what God was doing around him, and what God was doing in the church. And I thought, I want to be around a guy like that more, and just see it in his eyes, clear. So after the first class that I had with him, I went up to him after class and I said, Father Cameron, can I come hang out in your office? I don't have any questions. I don't have anything to talk about. I just, like, want to be around you. Because when we find people like that, we, we do want to be around them. There's a kind of flame in people like that and a warmth. And we know that sometimes we're cold. And we need to be around people like that who are going to enflame us. God has given us freedom. He's created us for real spiritual freedom, the kind of freedom that those elders experienced when they were prophesying. And God has made us for that freedom and for that joy. Here's an image of what God sometimes wants to make our spiritual life like. We don't think about it this way. This image kept coming up this week as I was preparing and also as I was praying, so I'm going to share it with you. So who's seen the movie The Sound of Music? Yeah, and what if, like, if you remember anything from the movie, kind of, what is the one shot you remember? The movie poster, the, the, the picture you always see. It's like swinging in the mountains, spinning around. God wants your spiritual life to have that kind of freedom and that much joy. Now, we can't sustain that all of the time because you know if you spin around constantly, what happens? Right? It's not sustainable. But God does want to give us that. It's called consolation. 
kind of delight in the things that belong to him. But God also delights that way in us. The way that Julian is just sort of captivated by the world around her and by the beauty. That's what God is like when he is in your soul. He loves being with you and to delight in the home that your heart can create for him. And the way that we make this home for God inside of us is in part by using our freedom in the right way to choose things that are going to make us joyful. So when Jesus says something terrifying like, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. What he is not trying to do is make sure that the entire congregation at OLA ends up in a gun fault hospital ER by one hospital. But he is saying that often there are parts of our life, attitudes or actions or habits, it could be relationships or substances or websites that are keeping us away from God. There are things that we have to be free from before we can be free for God. And it's not a reduction of the gospel that might be a temptation when you hear a scary line like that. It's kind of explain it away. But that's not explaining it away because what we find out from people is they'd be willing to give their arm or their leg. But when you ask them to give up a habit or an attitude, they would kill you over it. Right? So Jesus is saying there are things that have this hold over us and our integrity with him more important and more beautiful than any of those things. So he's given us this gift of freedom to choose things uh, that are going to bring joy. And so there's different movies and different songs. Like there's the movie Frozen, and I think it's the character Elsa in that one song. She thinks, she says, No right, no wrong, no rules for me. I'm free. Not a Christian vision of freedom. Fun song, not a Christian vision of freedom. Right? And so the whole, what that is all about, what our lives are about, uh, is learning to use our freedom to choose what's good, um, to choose the virtues, to choose sacrificial love, to choose real community over things that don't matter. And Jesus, in the fullness of time, Jesus, who has all of the freedom in the world, who could do anything, chose to become flesh and live with you, and lived on earth with you, and suffered and died and rose for you. And on the night before he died, got down on his hands and knees and washed the feet of his disciples, and then gave them what looked like bread and wine, but what he told them was his body and his blood given up for you. And he did that because he delights in you and wants to be within you and be within him. And what happens when we hear the power of his word, when we experience the Holy Spirit, when we come and we receive the Eucharist, is that we're given strength for that. But not just that. What we're given is also this task and a mission to bring other people with us. So that when you get to heaven, 
not just you by yourself, but you're pulling along this whole chain of people with you because the Holy Spirit was alive in you. This is what He has made us for. And we pray that He will send the Holy Spirit to give us freedom that we will use in the right way that will bring us and the world and Him.